We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Are you crying? No. Are you crying? Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. You think football is still fun? Uh, yes. Sir. Yes, no. No? Sir, sir uh, it was fun. Not anymore, though, is it? Is it? No, not by No, it's not fun anymore. Not even a little bit. Just look at that. He hit the fucking ball. That gets a free steak. <laughs> you having fun yet? Oh, yeah. I'm having a blast. Thanks. Good. All right, welcome back to Big Screen Sports, the sports movie podcast, brought to you by Blue Wire Podcast. I am your host, Kyle Banduho. Every month on this show, our patrons from the Big Screen Sports Patreon group vote on a movie, and they have chosen the ultimate sports movie, the ultimate risk, surfing and bank robbery, point break. Shout out to our producer-level patrons, Aaron Figueroa, Mike Schubert, Steve Rogers, Kevin Frost, Mike D., Ryan Yeager, Mike Dries, James Kowaluski, and Chris Mykoski. They were among the group that chose Point Break to cover in December. I've got my good buddy J.R. Hickey covering it. Let's get right into it. Via con Dios. All right. Returning to big screen sports, one of my favorite guests, one of my good friends, a guy who I haven't seen since like three days ago, my buddy <laughs> J.R. Hickey. J.R., welcome back to big screen sports. Kyle, thanks for having me. We have a lot to catch up on. What I have for breakfast in the two days that we haven't seen each other, what I have for lunch, and yeah, great little weekend and the uh, crash household in Texas. I highly recommend, for those who haven't donated to the Patreon, if you donate, Kyle will personally put you up for three days, <laughs> take you to that... a basketball game. It's a really, for, for lack of a better way to describe it, it's a really nice touch. It's, it is, it, it's quite the perk. I will say, I won't. I won't. But but if you're in San Antonio, holler. We'll we'll go play golf. But you're you're not staying here. Jr. That's a nice touch. What is that? Tell the folks. Oh yeah, thanks. That's a nice touch. Is a TikTok account that I started. That is essentially me going around and identifying little moments of affluence or little moments of like. I don't know. Like, just like, it's the, it's what it is. It's nice touches, nice touches that you see that make your experience, whether it's at a hotel or restaurant or airplane, anything that makes your experience better. And, and the definition of a nice touch is super broad. So I created this really stupid TikTok account where I go around and just kind of point them out and uh, people like it and hate it equally. So it's doing pretty well. It's my favorite account on TikTok. We have, <laughs> my wife and I have both incorporated that's a nice touch into our regular vocabulary. So everyone go check that out. But JR, 
there's there's no reason to to not get right into this. Uh, no. You and I are here to talk about Point Break, the 1991 action thriller with an unbeatable <laughs> plot. An FBI agent goes undercover to catch a gang of surfers who may be bank robbers. Just, Just perfect. flawless. No, no plot holes there. None at None. all. <laughs> Starred Keanu Reeves, Patrick Swayze, Gary Busey, and Lori Petty. Directed by Catherine Bigelow. Got a 69% on Rotten Tomatoes. Some people love this movie. Some people hate this movie. JR, for you, Hall of Fame All-Star Starter or Benchwarmer Sports movie. Okay, so in terms of a movie itself, I would rate it much higher. I would say this is like in the all-time guys being dudes, Hall of Fame, bro-down movie. Like we were just talking before we started recording, like your wife left halfway through you watching it. My wife didn't even bother, just went in the back bedroom and turned on some like, you know, Real Housewives or something like that. But in terms of the definition of this question as a sports film, I will demote it down to an all-star. And that's probably just because there is no real, like, sports competition aspect that makes for, you know, what you would consider a Hall of Fame sports movie. But the scenes that do involve action sports, which are both surfing and skydiving, they're some of the best in film history. Let's just be honest. And beach football. That's right. Yeah, we have to talk and, about the And one could say that bank robbery is the <laughs> toughest sport. So this one is a Hall of Fame for me. This okay. is, I mean, you watch this, like the Fast and the Furious, the original, clearly a ripoff of Point Break. Yeah, this is, like, this is like essentially beat by beat. Yeah, this is essentially the, if you haven't seen Point Break, well, I don't know why you're listening, but I, I was thrilled when the patrons voted to choose this one because yeah. it is, it's incredible. Uh, if, I mean, yeah, if you haven't seen Point Break, it's the Fast and the Furious with surfing. And frankly, like, I love the first Fast and the Furious movie. I like this one more. This is, it, it brings us into that new, the 90s action movie. It's kind of the lead in because the 80s was like, you know, big explosions and dudes on steroids and like that whole thing, just yeah. excess and like muscles, yeah, she, muscles yeah, and muscles. helicopters and explosions. Absolutely. Yeah. And like, listen, Patrick Swayze isn't skinny in this one, but it's <laughs> much more. It's like, it leads us into this new action thriller. There's, there's great action scenes. There, there's stuff, but it's not like, it's not in ridiculous abundance, even though this is a ridiculous film. Um, I want to ask you, so this this is like one of the first serious things Keanu does, like post Bill and Ted, mm -hmm. um, if you want to call this serious. I was about to say, where does that serious <laughs> Ted come from? <laughs> what is What does your Keanu Reeves Mount Rushmore look like? This was tough for me, Crash, because Keanu's been in our life for a long time. Like you said, like, this kind of ticks him off as like this action star. And, you know, we're both roughly the same age. I'm in my early 30s. So like Bill and Ted wasn't really at the forefront of my you know, film watching as a young man. So, okay, here they are in orders, uh, in order of like my favorite to probably like from one to five, like from best to fifth best as opposed to worst. Aren't there um, four people on Mount Rushmore? Oh, is it five? It's four. It's four. It's we'll four. keep it it's to four. four. I kind of have, I kind of have a tie at number four. So you, you might've just, you might, I was about to say like, I've been going as, <laughs> I've been using this as four forever. By the way, if you haven't gone to Mount Rushmore in South Dakota, skip it. You pull off to the side of the highway and you're like, oh, wow, there they are. It's a lot smaller than pictures make it out to be. And it's far off in the distance. And that's it. 
that's all it is you don't there's no museum you can't go inside the heads and look out you just see them up on a mountain and go holy shit there it is and then gotta go eat some terrible food at a south dakota diner all the mount rushmore stands are gonna flood my podcast with one star reviews now <laughs> all those history teachers and all those yeah okay my uh tiana reeves mount rushmore so one overall it's recent but it's just so goddamn good is John Wick, the original. John Wick, yeah, that is on mine as well. It's it like it kind of a like resurrected Keanu's career. He hadn't had a hit in like six years. And it, it kind of started this like Terminator style unkillable action star thing that we kind of now see with Mission Impossible and like Fast and the Furious 8 and 9, where it's like nobody can kill this guy. He's on a mission and they're just so much fucking fun. And I, I think the reason John Wick one uh, resonates the most with me, and I know you can relate to this as we are both new puppy owners, the entire impetus behind that first movie is that spoiler alert, someone kills his puppy, which is one of the worst, one of the worst things you can do in film. It's horrible. It, it, I'd rather you kill a kid with cancer than kill a puppy. Yeah, completely fair. I mean, that is, it's a perfect action movie. And I, I love, it does not try to be anything more than it's not. Like, yep. Point Break tries a lot of things. <laughs> it goes, it goes way out there. John Wick, even like with all the marketing, with just how this, how that movie is just like, this is a guy getting revenge. It's a, it's a little deeper than just the, you killed his dog. Like it's a guy who was suffering from some totally. things, but like, totally. it's just like, he's coming for that ass and <laughs> that's the whole movie. And it's, it's perfect. It's great. And I mean, they're, they're going to probably make them forever. They just finished shooting John Wick four and like, they're, a, they're a fucking great time, man. They're a great, they're a great hang as I used to say. <laughs> Second one um, for me, or oh, wait, are we going back and forth? Oh no, I, I'm going to get yours and then we'll, we'll evaluate. Okay, okay. They're, they're probably pretty similar. Yeah. Okay. So, Second one, and people are going to be surprised at this one, but it just hit me at the right time, right age. It was one of the first DVDs I ever owned. It's The Replacements. On mine as well. Keanu Reeves, the second time playing an ex-Ohio State quarterback, by the way. What's a better name, Johnny Utah or Shane Falco? God, it's that's a toss-up. If I did, like, if I were to have a son, my name's John, Johnny Utah. Shane Falco is a, a video game character name. It's incredible. It's, inc- it's so, so good. And the thing is, like, since the replacements and since since point break since johnny utah we have had johnny manzel johnny yeah. football yeah and so johnny utah you would think like he was the quarterback like that would be the best in fact i don't know if there's been a quarterback at utah named john but if it's <laughs> if they don't nickname him johnny utah but yeah the replacements is mine that is a movie and it helps like yeah it was an early dvd but also the tnt tbs yeah. it's still on all the time it's got great football action. I'm a, I'm a huge replacements fan. That that is on my my Mount Rushmore. Pardon my ignorance, but did you do the replacements? Yes, that was in the first year of this show. Okay, uh, and who was with, the guest? With Richard Johnson, who is hosting, is one of the co-hosts of the best college football podcast in the nice. game right now, folks. Split Zone Duo. Go check that one out. But it, it that's that's one of those ones. Like there are movies. Like I did Major League early on, and they're just movies I want to keep revisiting and totally and stuff like that. So the replacements is definitely one like that. Is that that movie is not perfect, but it's very good. Pain heals. Chicks did stars. Glory lasts forever. I think it's a pretty like reserved Keanu performance, but it is the way he delivers that line is pretty great. I mean, you can see in that movie. So that movie, I think, is 2000 or 2001. This is 91. You can see 10 years of growth in that movie. Oh, absolutely. Because we can talk. We'll get to it. His acting 
limitations are pretty apparent in this movie. Okay, chugging right along. Third one, pretty standard, Matrix. Like Matrix. the Matrix just came along at the right time. I remember I had a neighbor who lived two doors down. He had all this stuff. He had all the computers, all the video game systems, all the posters. And he had like kind of that setup where you could walk into his house and go right up to his room and not even have to interact with his family. So the Matrix just beyond repeat in his house. And I realized later on after his parents divorced, like the reason he like had that set up was because his parents were never around. Yeah. But like, yeah, there were a lot of real life Neos in the nineties. <laughs> like yep. a lot of those, a lot of those guys just plugged into the computer yep. plugging away. And you know what? They've all grown into well-adjusted, super non-problematic individuals. <laughs> they have certainly un unhooked themselves. They have definitely unhooked themselves from the internet and have absolutely not stayed on message boards for the they're, last 20 they're years. They're loving husbands. They're just, they're great fathers. It's, yeah, absolutely. We're definitely okay, my, not in DC on January 6th. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> all right, my last one. And this is the toss-up. Okay, I'm from Chicago, born and raised. Any film that takes place in chicago i have a soft spot for like automatically like i recognize that place i love this movie which is so fucking pathetic it's like i don't know i had a tweet recently where i was like it's like when you hear a cover song of a song that's really popular i'm like i really like this someone else is singing the lyrics to a song that other people know and it's i'm like what, what a stupid like trigger in my brain makes me like something like this so hardball is number four but it's also tied, and here's where the fans or the listeners are just going to blast me. Have you seen The Lake House? No. Uh, I will <laughs> say, I will say Jacqueline has, man, I, when you said tied, I was like, oh, good. It'll be tied with my fourth choice. It turns out, no. I zabbed. I zabbed. Okay. So, Hardball, I mean, great sports movie, Bad News Bears set in the housing projects of Cabrini Green in Chicago. I lived four blocks up from Cabrini Green on Halstead. There was, at the time, there was only one of those housing projects left. In the film, there are like eight, which just goes to show like how long it took to gentrify and, and renovate that area of Chicago. So it always kind of held a special place. Sometimes I would walk by that housing project and go, holy shit, hardball, it's still standing. I don't even know if there was people living in there anymore. Um, you know, Big Papa, Taurus B.I.G., everything good you can say about that movie, I loved. Now, Lake House, Kyle, is the story of a man who is communicating with a woman in the future via his mailbox at his lake house that she is renting in the there's future. A, is there's a great family guy, quick family guy bit about about that movie involving involving Keanu and what things and, you can put in the, the penis. mailbox yes. yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, penis yeah. in the mailbox so this so your your mount rushmore's are very similar uh <laughs> but on yours speed erasure because speed is perfect it is it's kind of the perfect actual and, and speed between the matrix and john wick to me i was like yeah but like what just had a bigger impact and it was definitely john wick in the matrix but that's a total personal preference thing like yes yeah anyone's like Mount Rushmore of Keanu should be Bill and Ted, John Wick, Matrix, and Speed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing, the different, the differentiator for me from Speed and Point Break, it's a little better Keanu. I mean, yeah. it's a lot It's a lot better Keanu. And like this movie, I always go back, I always think about Swayze. Swayze mm -hmm. with this one. This, mm -hmm. is, this is Patrick, even though he doesn't show up until 23 minutes in, which I think yeah. is an incredible choice. Yeah. This is, this is Patrick Swayze's movie. That's something we have to talk about too, because yeah. The, the runtime of this surprisingly didn't bother me. I saw two hours. I was like, oh, I hope this is one of those movies that could really be an hour and a half. I could have gone three hours with these guys. Yes, honestly, God. 
Same. I could have had it. That night surfing scene could have been an hour for me. I loved it. <laughs> um, the only thing, this is a, an interesting IMDb trivia page. The only thing I really want to highlight is I, I love casting stuff. Mm-hmm. So a couple, couple different things that have been, that were thrown out for the role of Johnny Utah. Uh, and this is, this is all IMDb. So this could, this could be bullshit. Matthew Broderick originally offered yeah. the role of Johnny Utah. Others yeah. who auditioned were Johnny Depp, Charlie Sheen, Willem Dafoe and Val Kilmer. So who out of those in 91 could you have seen doing it? I did see Not Sheen, Broderick. Not Broderick at all, no. Sheen and Kilmer, I could... Kilmer know. Kilmer would have been really, really good. Absolutely. Because like Kilmer's, Kilmer's hot. He's doing yep. the doors. Um, he's got heat coming up a few years after. Yep. Like Kil- Kilmer would have been really good. Depp isn't too weird at that point. Yet, yeah. Like, uh, yeah. So, I mean, you know, he's got... Johnny Depp is like Dwight Gooden. Like when it was when it was rocking, man. There's no one better. There were just a lot of times where it is not rocking. Yeah, yeah, it's true. His uh, yeah, his stats overall, his percentage is uh pretty low. Yeah, but you're right. And when 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 Depp hits, he hits. Uh, yeah, I completely agree. Um, Charlie Sheen, I think he just had enough charisma. You know what I mean? Like he could have mm-hmm. played that a little bit more comedically. Which uh, let's be honest, like. Johnny Utah is a little bit of a stiff in this. He's a little bit like straight and narrow. And then he's like really hamming it up in his like surfer bra performance, which yeah, is it's hilarious. Very, it's very unintentional comedy, like a great, great unintentional comedy from Keanu and like that, that hamming it up thing. Charlie Sheen has more legitimate comedic timing. He's yep. very funny. Yep. So it'd be kind of interesting to see how, how that would have, would have played out, but and he's an athlete, which yeah. is super important in a movie like this. Yeah, still he's he's coming off a steroid cycle from Major League, and that <laughs> one still probably would have been carrying some of that muscle. Um, let's go into the best scenes chronological order. I tried to be selective. I yeah. tried to I tried to be man. I mean, the the first bank robbery is just. Yep. I wanted to point it out. It is just. It's a great bank robbery shtick. Like this mm-hmm. movie, the fact that they have this whole ex presidents thing. I'm yeah. I'm big on that. It's definitely not the best scene, but it, that's a great shtick. The town copied it later on with the masks. It's like the it's like the callback to Point Break. Yeah, and I mean it's it's a good setup for the movie too. In that the plot, like the you know this ridiculous FBI agent goes undercover, but like the they get the things right with the bank robbers too. Like this is why they haven't been caught. They're in in ninety seconds. You know th- this whole thing. Like I'm I'm a huge fan of that. I think the scene is actually ninety seconds as well, which that's always like a pet peeve of mine when you're watching a countdown on a bomb. And it's like 30 seconds till the explosion. And he's got like three minutes of exposition and dialogue. And well, they'd all be dead by now. And so I think they actually keep it pretty true to the time, which is nice. And it pays off at the end because we see we have multiple of their robberies. And so at the end, when when he starts to deviate from their usual yeah. thing, we are we have seen that countdown. So we're like acutely aware of this isn't how this is supposed yep. to feel. He's, yep. He's deviating. Great word. Um, okay. The greatest beach football game <laughs> ever played. Uh, there is a guy in leather pants on the beach. That I, I is was an all time yeah. uncomfy look. The amount of hair that is flying around in this scene. It is like, it looks like seaweed, like flying around in the air. It looks like helicopters. You can't make out anyone. It's probably helpful with the stunt doubles, but you can't make out who's who. It's just a bunch of muscle bound ripped dudes. It's shot at night too. So like, yeah, it's all low lighting. It's, by the way, this whole movie is shot like in low lighting. It also yeah. looks like everyone in every room in this movie has smoked like a pack of cigarettes. There's just like a haze over the whole thing. And that's actually 
pretty accurate to Southern California, especially in the early 90s. But it, it was definitely like a cinematographer's choice. Hey, every single room would have a thick haze hanging over it. Yeah. How many pickup football games have you played in where <laughs> the quarterbacks are getting under center and they're running, they're running plays? <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know how many picked up football games I played in period. That's a good point. That's a good. So I, so they all instantly, as soon as Bodie's like, no, don't you know who this is? This is Johnny Utah, Ohio state. And they're all like, Oh man, Johnny Utah. Like, no, they instantly they're like, oh yeah. So he was famous enough to where all these guys who I don't think are that plugged into yep. college football. Like, yeah, they're not spending a lot is. of time on Saturdays in front of yeah. the TV. Yeah, so he's a quarterback. He was famous enough to play in the Rose Bowl. He's thrown left-handed, which is pretty uncommon. Like, not one single other person was even like looking at him, looking yeah. at him kind of funny. It's also really funny to think of Bodie just like spending his Saturdays watching college football in some <laughs> bungalow. <laughs> it's possible, man. Like they did up really early to surf, so you could get back in time on the West Coast. Is well those kickoff time actually no they start way too early on the west coast so yeah i don't know it's a good it's a good thought and also let's be honest if a former ohio state star quarterback is on the beach with like a bunch of like essentially beach bums he's gonna stand out at a sore thumb he's gonna throw one pass and they're gonna go what the fuck was that because it's gonna hit someone like right in the numbers right like as they're like jumping over a wave and it's gonna be it's gonna be cinematic yeah that would have been the first thing like the first pass he threw would have been like oh wait this yeah. is this is different. Yes, there, there's a huge difference. I remember I went to uh, I went to one of the American. I can't even remember, the Alliance of American Football, whatever they had mm-hmm. the team in San Antonio, and those are professional quarterbacks. But the game I went to, one of the quarterbacks was a guy who I think played for Toledo or something. Like you know, pro quarterback sure. is fine. The other was Garrett Gilbert, who has played in the NFL, has had a very you know mixed career. He's been mostly yeah. backup, but he was a five star rec- recruit. And you could tell just witnessing the difference between that guy throwing the ball and the difference between this other yep. quarterback for San Antonio throwing the ball. So imagine like former Ohio State quarterback versus surfing bank robbers. <laughs> huge, huge disparity in talent there. That should have yeah. should have stood out. Um, next scene, shout out Anthony Kiedis. Back off War Child, seriously. Back off, he's with me. Kiss my ass. Back off, War Child, seriously. Thank you. Stay out of this, Bodie. Yeah, shout out our friend uh, Peter Hart, too. That's his favorite quote. Um, it's one of the most ridiculous scenes in the movie. Like, Johnny Utah, what, like, steals a wave or, like, gets to cuts, undercut somebody. And, like, their uh, solution to that is, hey, we're going to go publicly beat you in, like, the shower just right off the beach. Five and a half feet from the like the highway it's just it, it it's so funny and so perfectly like point break but like it holds no logical place in, in, a, in, a, in a day i'm also a huge fan of a someone coming to someone's rescue scene yeah. when they were like no clue how that person you know saw saw the action they just show up out of nowhere that's a big niche for me i'm a huge fan <laughs> of scenes like that uh swayze's hair in that scene just fucking majestic Swayze's hair in every scene. Swayze in general, man. And bo- even Keanu, like they both looked like movie stars. Probably was, the was, best Keanu has ever looked. And that's what we were texting about that last night. It, it really is like, 
I'm like, oh man, this guy is a movie star. And I'm used to Keanu now. He's pretty weathered and he has kind of that like hangdog look, but this is like, looks like he sculpted out of clay. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, even the Matrix 10 years later, he's, I mean, and it's by design for that character, but he's pale, he's scrawny, yeah. he's more, you know, computer guy. In Speed, he's definitely, he's just more cop. He's got the yeah. shape. The, the hair in this movie works for Keanu, having a little, having a little bit more up top. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, the, the raid on on war child's house mm-hmm. there was a time when gary Busey was fucking awesome dude uh you see like Busey on this in this movie is at an 11 and we can name five other people that are at an 11 like at this point in time cocaine is so prevalent and like it's just starting to like there's starting to be information that hey this could actually kill you this might not be good for you but like the the cocaine use on this set must have been so rampant because some Outrageous. of the performances are like some of the lines that Busey delivers, and we'll get to quote, so I won't step on any of them, but like, I'm like, who wrote that and how much of it did Busey ad lib? Because it cannot have come out of a writer's mouth or hands. Yeah, and this this scene is when the movie hits that quota that 80s and 90s action movies had to have. It's like, we just, we got to show boobs for no reason. Yeah. Like, yeah. like Keanu gets his ass kicked by a bare naked woman. The woman who opens the door is wearing yep. almost nothing like normal people totally do. Yep. Um, also a very painful stabbing in that raid. But it's, I was going to say, a very exciting scene. Isn't the naked chick stabbing someone? I believe, I believe the naked chick stabs that guy in the back twice. Uh, tough. Pretty good. Usually naked chicks just get like thrown through plate glass windows and like not unconscious. Pretty good. Like score one for naked chicks and national movies everywhere. Yeah, and if you're you're lining up more uh, Fast and the Furious parallels, this is the this is essentially the raid on Johnny Tran's house, yeah. which is like we have we have the wrong yeah. guy. And also, I I don't know if I never noticed or I just didn't remember, but Tom Sizemore oh, yeah. is the so undercover co- undercover yeah. cop in the uh, man. Who's had it worse since this? Tom Sizemore <laughs> or uh, or Gary Busey? Well, honestly, Sizemore stars in Heat like a couple years after this, so I think his and he's then on the Saving way Private up. Ryan and right after yeah, that. So, so like, let's be honest. Tom Sizemore has not had the easiest time, but he's on the up in this one where Busey is kind of beginning to crash and burn. So this is just like two years after Busey's like horrific motorcycle accident and like the beginning of what is very clearly on sets like traumatic brain damage because let's be honest (laughs) you see in the 2000s is a fucking mess the poor guy yeah sizemore and Busey is just two comets flying very close to the sun (laughs) just just crossing each other at one time but they're both gonna gonna get into the sun i would have put sizemore for the lenny harris pinch hitter award but he's just he literally has like two lines it just it's not enough but i wrote him down just because it was notable but yeah he's just he's not in enough but he does he does make the most of it like Absolutely. you can see you can see where heat comes from staying at the ramada yeah. <laughs> heat <laughs> heat where he, he takes a child hostage <laughs> uh okay so the last hour of this movie is fucking bonkers like it does not stop so it goes bank robbery yep. skydiving yep. bank robbery no parachute skydiving like that's 50, 50 straight minutes. So here's my question. And, and I think the skydiving is cinematically some of the most beautiful, gorgeous action in this film and in any action film. But what was the point of the first skydiving? It's almost like there was like a continuity thing where they were like, well, now we need to have two. If you do the research, like Patrick Swayze was an accomplished skydiver and loved doing it. But like, so they find Johnny Utah out. They, he did 
what he gets made right he chases them down that crazy foot race so, which is awesome. so at, at that point they're having the conversation about we need to skip town and buddy's like no this ups the stakes of the game and then let's all go skydiving as pals that's what and then it's just this 15 minute skydiving sequence Johnny Utah's on edge as he thinks they've like ridden his parachute or trying to screw him in some way. He goes anyways. And then, and, and the, it's common around. They all know the situation. He's making jokes like that. They know why he's making jokes. He knows why he's making jokes. Like we're, we've, we're definitely going to go into Johnny Utah as a, as a decision cop, maker, because like yeah. of his effectiveness as a police officer. But it's that whole skydiving scene is really like the, the point of it is like, we need two skydiving scenes. Man. We just gotta have it. <laughs> that's 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 the point. Like it would, I think it would have been more impactful, honestly, Kyle. If like they all jump out of a plane, we'd see them doing all this beautiful skydiving, and then you get Johnny Utah jumping out without a parachute. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not Catherine Bigelow. I'm not an award-winning director. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only thing for the sake of plot device is that like he probably doesn't jump out of the plane without a parachute as yeah. he does like three hours later if he has not already gone skydiving before true true because i mean that's from what i've heard from people who have gone skydiving that's the thing it's like you go once and then you're like i'm ready to jump out without a parachute and just try to catch someone that's the natural progression so question for you yay or nay skydiving would you ever do it i would yeah uh i Same. I might be, so I am obviously, you know, I'm, I'm a 30 year old dad now. So I read a lot of world war two books and, um, <laughs> I've, I've read, yeah, I've read band of brothers like five times. And they say when they're, they're training them, the paratroopers to do their jumps, they would always tell them to, when you get up to the door to grip the outside of the plane, because if you grip the inside of the plane, chances are you're just, you're not, you'll, yep. you like, you will not jump out. Yep. And most guys who never jumped didn't. Like they, they, they would give him one more chance, but most guys wouldn't. Um, I feel like I would get there and then I would be inside of the plane guy and I'd be like, you know what? Take me down. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I would definitely do it. I have a little bit of a adrenaline junkie in me. Like not like I wouldn't jump like, you so know, Bodie, Bodie would see some shit in you maybe, but like, but, but I would, do, I would do the proper like training. I would, you know, do tandem jumps. I would do partners. I would get licensed. I would get certified. Like, however many does 50 before I get to jump on my own. But yeah, I do the work. I tried to get my motorcycle license when I was 18 years old and like got to the graduation of the class and you are required to accelerate a motorcycle to like 20 miles an hour and then stop in a box that's like five feet long drawn in chalk on a, on like the cement. And if you skid out of the, out of the box or you don't stop within the box, you automatically fail the whole class. And that day, it was pouring rain and you had to still do that, but they can't change the, the like parameters of the test just because it's raining. And every single person in the class failed outside of one ex Chicago cop who was just getting his license renewed and had been on a motorcycle for like 20, 30 years. And I just never went back. And congrats wife, to all those people who failed and have saved their lives yep, yep. Th th thus far my wife my siblings my mother she's like i'm so glad you failed that class and oh, man as <laughs> your friend i'm very glad you failed that class. <laughs> what for you is the best of the last hour so the 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 first bank robbery mm. um where where johnny where you know they where johnny ends up chasing after him goes into that chase he's chasing swayze uh the first skydiving scene the bank robbery where they go for the vault and that cop tries to play hero. Yeah. Um, you know, Swayze probably looks the the most handsome murderer of all time. 
um, in, in that one. And then the skydiving scene, the jumping with no parachute. It's the jumping with no parachute. I mean, it's so fucking ridiculous, but like after seeing that, like, like we just discussed, like after seeing it the one time and no real action happening while skydiving, they just like land and, you know, all hold hands and sing Kumbaya, like seeing that with some real violence attached to it and, you know, them, him, him holding on to Swayze or holding on to Bodhi and like being like, pull it, man, pull it. That's, that was cool. I love that. By the way, you could never hear anyone saying anything if you were. That, that was in the research. Yeah. <laughs> Mythbusters uh, took a look at that one. That one, this this movie has a lot of those ridiculous 80s, 90s action scenes yeah. that the jumping out of the shoot, jumping out of the plane with no shoot just takes it to a whole nother level. It's 100%. it's fucking awesome. It, <laughs> it is one of it is literally one of my favorite scenes ever. It is yeah. so ridiculous. Uh, just absolutely, absolutely love it. What it is so is that the best scene for you in this movie as a whole? Best scene? Good question. I think it's a tie between the failed bank robbery and then the uh and then the skydiving without a parachute. And in my opinion, because they're just the most heart pumping and like things are going wrong, things could go terribly wrong. Like the surfing stuff, and I, I kind of think like a lot of the surfing footage, while this is the best surfing movie, uh <laughs> bank robbing surfing movie ever, like I think a lot of the surfing footage is like a little discombobulating like it's like mm-hmm. really tight shots it's shot in low light i think that's just because a they didn't have the technology to get like drones out there on the water and b like these guys weren't big surfers like you couldn't get keanu and uh and uh swayze out there on boards and get them like in a good enough position to make it look like oh these guys are pros yeah yeah i mean the like the first half of the movie if you're like you said it's a it's a longer runtime for an action movie it's it's two hours and two minutes like there's probably some stuff that you could cut a little bit of like chop up some, but it's the, like the second half of the movie is untouchable because like we said, it is just, it's pure action. It is just, it's straight up cocaine on film. And it is, it is awesome. I'll go with the, the skydiving scene as well. Like that's, but even, but that is, it's almost this entire long sequence from essentially when they walk into the bank Yep. with Keanu and it, it leads into that. It's it's great. Uh, let's take a quick ad break and then get back with the best quote. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, best quote. Uh, this one has has some heaters. Oh, yeah. Peters, is there when I say best quote, is there something that that sticks out to you right away? There's two, and I think everyone knows them. It's back off War Child, seriously, and yeah. uh, Pappas going Utah. Give me two. Right around that corner, there is a sandwich shop. They sell meatball sandwiches. Best I've ever tasted. Would you go get me two? Come on, partner. Two. Thank you. Utah, give me two. Give me and, two. Give me two. And, and that scene, it's funny. This, uh, I didn't say this at the beginning. I hadn't seen this movie in probably 10 years. So like, I had to try to re-familiarize myself with the plot while I watched it. The way that scene is set up when they're waiting outside the bank and he suddenly wants two sandwiches at exactly 1030, it made me think, like, is Pappas in on this? Is Pappas, <laughs> like, setting him up to, like, miss the bank robbery? while he reads his Calvin and Hobbes. It's so almost deliberate in the way it does that. And that's not the case at all. He's just like a nut job who wants to. He's just, yeah, a fucking pretty. psycho who's eating two meatballs. What would two meatball subs do to you to do to the rest of your day at 1030? Well, you know, you just spent a long weekend with me and it would do nothing because I eat about every hour and 45 minutes. So but you'd be due for a nap too. I would be due for a nap. Yeah, at this age, absolutely. But for that, that cocaine busey energy, like, but, but, but you're not... You're not that hungry when you're on cocaine. That's the other part of it. It's just that's a, that's a good it's point. so wild. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a couple couple other lines, and sure. they're more more for the the, the delivery that the characters yeah. do. Um, shout out to John C. McGinley, Ugh. who plays like the stiff FBI guy. Uh, pretty pretty far away from from Dr. Cox from Scrubs. more like manic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is I think this is in our first scene in the movie. Yep. Uh your real blue flame special son, young, dumb, and full of cum. And then a little while later, we must have an asshole shortage. <laughs> he spends the entire movie screaming at the top of his voice. No and matter then he what gets his scene. ass knocked out by Papa's. Yeah, which would immediately get Papa suspended and like oh, all this all this logistical bullshit we don't have to talk about. But you're right, yeah. I like him in Scrubs. I definitely liked him in uh in The Rock as one of the like lieutenants under uh Ed Harris. However, like, I don't love this performance by him. He's, again, just screaming nonsense in their faces. Like, you can do that. You can be a little more subtle with, like, the disgruntled, you know, sergeant who, like, doesn't approve of their ways. And also, this is the first time I've heard Young, Dumb, and Full of Cum. Like, I, I never knew where that came from. And uh, I'm glad I now know its origins. Imagine being, like, you're someone who writes professionally. Imagine, like, <laughs> when you get that down on paper for the first time, you're like, fuck, that's it. Crack your knuckles. I'm going to go take a walk. That, that, that's a good one. That feels great. Um, Bodie's quote, it's not tragic to die doing what you love. He's talking about his quest for the 50-year surf, but yeah. uh, I would imagine that all his buddies who got gunned down in, in various forms <laughs> or fashions would, would disagree. Including the cop that he murdered. So that's the yes. other part of it. Like the, At the end of it, you're still like, feel for him a little bit but you're a cop killer dude and you did it pretty much in cold blood so like yeah i don't know why anyone would feel any sympathy for you at any point that's honestly essential though for him to do that because if not we would legitimately be rooting for him to yep. to have gotten away 
True, because he at that point he hadn't hurt anybody. He had just stolen a bunch of money. You know, who's going to side with the banks? It's 100% true. So you do need that turn, but I don't know. I would have preferred, like, maybe he seriously injures somebody as opposed to killing an off-dude on top. Yeah, I mean, and it gets and, – and the movie makes a specific choice with that. It zooms in on his face and his – fucking blue eyes and his incredible blonde hair and like you see his face tight and his buddy's gotten shot and it's just a straight up i mean straight up execution yeah brutal so yeah okay the most authentic least authentic parts of this movie um i my most authentic is is clear and this is this is authentic it is true in every any scenario that it's, it's ever happened in it is always 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 a bad decision to fight for someone else's money never never put your life on the line for someone else's money it's so true yeah that's a really good that's a really great like lesson in this middle of this like campy bank robbing surfing movie it's interesting yeah, I, the I feel security like, guard has the right idea like the cops yeah. like i'm a cop Dude, he's like yeah. back me up and the guy's like no like <laughs> again Bodie gives the perfect instructions money's insured yeah don't do anything crazy and like that's like again i like that's what they tell bank employees yeah. like just hand it over don't be don't. a cowboy yeah exactly yeah no that's that's a great I, I i totally missed that one um yeah i'm trying to think most authentic part of the film i honestly think for a beach volleyball scene, the action is pretty authentic. You mean a, a beach football scene? Sorry, thank you. Yes, a beach. I, I, I'm thinking they should have had both. They should have <laughs> done some beach volleyball during the day, football at night. It is. Oh. It's a solid beach football game. It's a solid. Like, again, low lighting, like at night, it's easy to like you know fake it a little bit. But like that could have gone so wrong in in the blocking, in the choreography, and like it looks when. Bodie, I'm sorry, when Johnny Utah tackles Bodie into that wave, it looks like he hits him pretty damn hard. And like, yeah. granted, they're falling into the water, so like, you know, couldn't have hurt him that much. But like, and then it kind of starts a little fight. Like, it, it that looks like a scrum that could have actually happened. So that would probably be my most authentic moment. Yeah, because when you're doing pickup sports, there's always someone like someone comes in with a hard foul or something, and then suddenly like all that person's friends are like, all right, this is this has gone too far. Now we got yep. we got scrap about this. Um, the least least authentic or least realistic part in this one lot lot to choose from i was gonna say i mean let's just let let's suspend our disbelief at the entire plot of the entire movie also the fact that they've robbed like 30 banks and like no one can get a print or an id 30 banks 30 banks in la like i know la is a big city it's pretty sprawling but it sounds like they've been doing it over the course of like a year or two and it's like these guys would be the most wanted like criminals in America if that was yeah, the case. Yeah, because but, in in heat they do yeah. they hit that truck. Yeah, and it's like and like the heat is on it. The heat, heat is, is on, on them. Yeah, yeah, heat is on. So I think the other thing, and you mentioned as being one of your favorite scenes, and I don't think it's a bad scene, but how realistic is night surfing to you? Like, unless it's a full moon and you've got like like maybe the whole skyline lit up behind you, like it just seems fucking dangerous and stupid especially to someone like johnny utah who's only been doing it for what six months well see that's the thing tyler's you know tyler voices some concerns and Bodie's like he'll be fine like will he though (laughs) does he have insurance does anyone that's that's the thing Bodie is so zen master go with the flow guy and in this movie until that last bank robbery like everything like he's right and you believe him and that's the character is meant to be like inassailable until he just he lets things go too far but in real life he's like you know 
the the character is probably a little drunk, a little high. He's like, let's go out for knife serving. Oh, new guy, you'll be fine. And then yeah. like they'll come back in and they'll be like, hey man, where's new guy? And then it's like, <laughs> and then you know his body washes up like three miles down the shore. And then they fall asleep on the beach and like don't wake up with hypothermia. Like it's it's cold in Southern California yeah. at night. Like it's not possible to dunk yourself in a body of water and just lay out on the sand at night and dry out. Like it's just yeah. physically not possible. I yeah. wanted to really quick now. I'm sorry to derail the pod. I I wanted to ask you if you saw a documentary that came out about six months ago on HBO Max called 100 Foot Wave. I did not. No. So like all of these surfing scenes in this movie just reminded me of a hundred foot wave because again as i mentioned they're all pretty pretty elementary in terms of like the way they're shot and that's because very simply like there were no such thing as drones back then or like yeah, you, couldn't have a hel- you couldn't have a helicopter over these guys you would have noticed so there's this documentary so a six-part documentary it's about jerry mcnamara he's one of the pioneers of big wave surfing in america he lives in hawaii he's just this nutball who like traveled all over the world looking for the biggest waves and he found them in a tiny fishing town in portugal i think it was called nazare and it, it, it's literally like a year by year they went back every year with the documentary crew and it's over the course of six years every year this place gets more and more popular more and more big and the footage in this documentary kyle is breathtaking it's mesmerizing my wife and i would just sit there on sunday nights it was like a perfect sunday night before you start the week popping on and watch these world-class they're called big wave surfers because they get taken on top of these big waves by jet skis they're towed up there and then they just like glide down what's essentially a skyscraper of water and the footage you're getting with the drones circling them it's incredible i highly recommend 100 foot wave to anyone that's looking for something brandon wender and i would text about it often because it was just that perfect chill sunday night uh wind down Bodie needed a jet ski also isn't jerry mcnamara isn't that the name of the former syracuse yep. guard yeah yep. exactly god bless jerry mcnamara <laughs> he played there for 17 years <laughs> he did he was one him and him and perry ellis at kansas just stayed in college for stayed in college for a decade um we need to talk about the least authentic part about the yep. entire movie there's just absolutely no way that first week on the job johnny utah gets permission to go undercover and like and it goes terribly. Yeah. He ends this case with multiple dead people, yeah. including his partner, including a yeah. police officer. He, you know, he robs a bank. He doesn't round up all the criminals until nine months later. Like, not to mention, there's no way he'd stay on the job. But like, I can't think. Let's, I let's just let's do this whole thing now. About I, I wanted to turn the Kevin Costner, Freddie Prince Jr. awards for best and worst on-screen athlete into just talking okay. about like how bad a cop Johnny Utah is. <laughs> Like one, you can't go undercover when you are a famous quarterback. That's just not. That's not what undercover. I mean, can you imagine in the in the Departed if like Leo was slinking into slinking into uh, fucking Jack Nicholson's crew? They're like, and didn't they you like, play shooting guard at UCLA? Yeah, <laughs> you, did, didn't you? Didn't you play? Didn't you play God for Boston College? <laughs> Like we saw on the ticket that you're a cop now, <laughs> and then like and, and that's Anson. it. Yeah, Good Boston accent. I, I I do it to to drive my wife crazy often. So he I, I work he uses it. his real name. It's in the actual town that he lives in, where like you know his coworkers are. Like usually when you go undercover, you go deep undercover in like a separate city in a separate state. It's a whole thing. Not that we're cops here, or know anything about it, but you're absolutely right. It is borderline insane. I mean, in The Departed, Leo goes to prison to go undercover. Yep. 
And he's just like, no, I'm, I'm Johnny Utah. I just started with the FBI, but I'm going to go undercover. I'm going to say I'm a lawyer and yeah. offer no other no other specifics. They don't set up like a cover, like a law yeah. office he's going into or anything. Like, it's it's crazy. And like, he's using a walkie-talkie at the beach while he's <laughs> undercover looking for these surfers. Um, I mean, he every single move, he's a terrible cop. Like Terrible. Breaks so up when, the sting operation for the drugs, like fucks that up. Doesn't do any like background on these guys just assumes they're the bank robbers because they're violent dudes so he he goes to the he, he scopes out the bank he realizes that that Bodie and the guys are the bank robbers they scope mm-hmm. out the bank and instead of like okay they're here they're calling him back up now we know who our guys are yeah so let's you know let's have a fucking you know let's have a, a team ready to swarm them when they get home or call in backup and be like, "Hey, we got this car." No, nah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go in guns blaze, and I'm just gonna shoot at him. I'm gonna blow my cover. That's that's the best. Blows cover immediately, immediately gets made. So you're absolutely right. They would, they would take each person in for questioning, see if uh, any other story. Hey, where were you on these nights, these thirty days that these bank robberies took place? Can you confirm that you weren't in these places all thirty times? Like you're absolutely right, Kyle. I. I, I I, th- I, l- I stopped it right at like, well, a famous quarterback would never be an undercover cop, but you've gone a lot deeper than I have. Yeah. Well, and then, so he blows his cover and then he goes back to Tyler's house. I know. Like yeah. at, at that point, listen, but, and, he, and he brings his badge at this point. Listen, the operation's done. Yeah. You're, you're not, or he has Tyler come over, I guess. And like, is feeding her some light. Like at that point, you never see her again. Yeah. Like you just, well, you, I mean, like. I'd go back to Tyler one more time. I mean, yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> let's let's be real. But like, you you find a safe location. You don't just go back to your fake house. And it, I mean, he. I mean, Johnny Utah is is a stunningly bad cop. How how does he get the Australian? How does like, he keep his job? So yeah. it, it's nine months later. So he's been chasing him. How did he like after all this? After so. They finish skydiving. Bodie yeah. and he's in Mexico. He is sitting on the ground in Mexico. Bodie has left. How does he get back with his bum ass knee? Yeah. How does he go into the office? How does he keep his job? And yeah. how do they? How are they like, this yeah. is this is our guy to chase Bodie down. How he said he was he was going all around Mexico. To, you know, Rosie's body turns up. He almost had him in Fiji and other places. Yeah. That's not a cheap trip. Nope. I am all, all in the federal government. Stunned. Also, stunned. and here, here, here's what it really is, Kyle. Uh, by all intents and purposes, it looks like he robbed a bank. <laughs> like there, yeah. there's no he can't he can't prove to his superiors, can't prove to John C. Medinley, no, 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 I was doing it under duress. There was this I, I guess she can corroborate, right? She comes and gives him a big tearful hug. No, I was being held captive. But like, is she going to volunteer that information to the cops? Do you think she's not going to run for the hills immediately when they get back to the United States? Can we talk about Lori Petty for a second? Yeah, let's talk. Let's talk about Lori Petty. Well, and you know what? I might be stepping on. She might be my. Uh, uh, what's your what's your You're Lenny Harris? My Lenny Harris. She's she's a firecracker, man. She's she's incredible. This is. I mean, this is the best. This is the best it gets for Lori Petty. But you know what? I, I saw her and I went, "Oh my god, it's the hot trainer from Free Willy." That's where oh, that's I that's where forgot, I forgot it's she was in Free Willy. Oh yeah, dude. She and she just has this. She's from the South. She's from Nashville. She just has this cadence to her where you're like, "You're different," and I want to get to know you because you're different. <laughs> yeah, except in a league of their own, she is that's, just well, all sorts okay. of annoying. 
You she's annoying in a league of her own. I think she's so annoying in a league of her own. I'm sure you've covered this. I'm I'm out on that. So we'll 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 do a little more Lori Petty sure, talk, Lenny Harris. Yeah. But what else? What else worked? I mean, I this is a great bank robbery movie. It's got a lot of stalwarts. It's got the rigid top boss, yep. uh, the old partner who's a little jaded, a little loopy. Yep. It's got corny lines, and then the great plot: the robbers are surfers. That that yeah. gets greenlit every time. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, I think that's I think that's it. Like, I don't. I, it's really hard to find anything I didn't like about this movie. Like, we're we're like nitpicking a little bit here, but like, I think that's just because of the nature of the podcast. But like, yeah, I think everything like I say with love. Yeah. Everything that that is that is weird about this movie. Yeah, there was not a single frame of this film that I did not enjoy. We mentioned it earlier. What did you think about the movie makes you wait 23 minutes to get to Swayze? So, and, and I think that's where like the movie, it doesn't fail. It's, it's obviously a flex, but like I would have liked more Johnny Utah Bodhi time uh, to see them bonding because like mm-hmm. really chronologically, it's like they, uh, they play football on the beach. They get in the fight with war child. Then they have a party and then they're like best friends. And it's, it's, it's I would have liked to see them like, maybe go through some ups and downs a little bit just to really believe the fact that like Johnny Utah is seriously considering like throwing away his brand new FBI career because he cares about this guy so much. Yeah. They needed to drive up to race wars together. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I was watching a video about like the similarities, even like down to the beer that everyone drinks, like Fast and the Furious famously is like, you can have a beer as long as it's Corona. Like everyone in Point Break is drinking Point Break is drinking Corona as well. It's hysterical how yeah. much they ripped it off. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right in that I would have liked more Keanu and, and Bodhi time and they should have worked yeah. that in. But it's it's I love that it's because especially I guess even even if you're seeing this movie for the first time, like imagine you're going to see this in nineteen ninety one. Swayze has done dirty dancing, he's done Roadhouse, yeah. he is at the outsiders, like he is famous, like he is the guy that you're looking for in this one and making you wait 23 minutes for this character, this almost like mystical character, super, super effective. And it's also like, it's just such a good performance. He's like from this lost generation of hippie souls who can't yep. stand yuppie culture. And yep. then like the next year he's in ghost, which is, just like <laughs> but, um, he's, he's a Texas boy like you. He is. He yeah. is. Yeah. There's a, um, that, I don't know if you watched that Netflix series, the movies that made us, Mm-hmm. Um, that's they they did one on Dirty Dancing that's very good. They kind of get into P- Patrick Swayze's upbringing. Dirty Dancing famously was supposed to be like a one and done. Like he it, may, it was supposed to be released in a few theaters, and it was like a few weights of his life and redefined his whole career. Yeah, incredible, incredible stuff. Yeah. Um, I just we talked about it. The night surf action. Yeah. Su- super. It just very like very serene. Yeah. I, I like that. Like once they're all actually surfing, like I'm sure there was a lot of B-roll of that. I would have liked to have watched it. Yep. Um, what didn't work that we haven't, we haven't talked about. I think we've kind of covered everything that hasn't worked for me. It was like some of that surf choreography. And then just in general, like the premise that like Johnny Utah is this undercover all American quarterback is, is a little funny. Yeah. Um, I mean, he tells Tyler that he gets a football scholarship to law school. <laughs> i missed that part that's Har- harvard harvard law going up yeah. against alabama yeah yeah um, also like using lawyer as his undercover profession uh, a profession that is notoriously you know so much free time when you're yeah when and you're like he, you never see him in a suit every lawyer in the 90s had to wear a suit they still pretty much have to wear suits to this day like you don't see a single briefcase in his car like it goes goes the minimal amount to like you know keep his cover yeah yeah and so this movie is like, uh, you know, buffoonish and, and all that stuff. 
And so Reeves' performance, it's not as though like this is the godfather and he's yeah. doing some kind of but there's some poor line reading on his part. When he's trying to when she's cleaning his face after uh after the chase with Bodie and he's like he's trying to confess, he's like, Oh, I didn't realize this would be so hard. Like it's <laughs> he's not good. Like no. he, he he's not. And you know what? Like let's let's make the argument like is Keanu Reeves like overall a good actor? Probably not, but he definitely like learns to chameleon himself into his roles a little bit better as he gets older. He plays to his strengths a little bit. And yeah. he, he plays a little more subdued. He almost sounds like the guy from Bill and Ted. Like he's still yeah. like getting that over pronunciation of words kind of like out of his system. And he's been famous for that, but he, yeah. he brings it back down. Like by the time, by the time speed comes around, like he's legitimate. I believe he's a cop. Totally. Well, I think that that performance is like more like straight edge cop as opposed to this, where he's playing this double life. I'm a hippie surf bra. And then I'm also this, this cop. Um, remember when Keanu used to do the thing with his hands? Remember this? I know we're doing this over zoom and like no one, no one see, but like he used to Podcast talk. a visual and, medium. Yes. Yeah. And like, he used to like wave his hands around, like, like almost as if he was like, like uh, about to do like a set shot in the volleyball. I just, it used to drive me crazy. You'd see, I like, didn't hardball. He does it probably 12 times. <laughs> yeah. It's just with this, it's the, the, the parallel between him and Swayze where Swayze is probably at the peak of his game yeah. in this. Like he's, he, you believe him completely as this Zen guy, Bodhi. Like he is, he's awesome. You fall in love with Swayze. And I think that goes back to the starting, you know, we don't see him 28 minutes in. We fall in love with him as the audience, just as Johnny Utah falls in love with them as like a, a subject or, you know, it's, it's not obviously love, love, but it's like this. He's infatuated by him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there is definitely, it, I mean, again, the fast and the furious, like you definitely see Brian O'Connor being like <laughs> obsessed with, you know, with Dominic Toretto. Like he wants to be him. Yeah. So Lenny Harris, mm -hmm. before we get into like our, our picks, it's kind of, they, they, I, I don't want to say they whiff, but they kind of whiffed with Bodie's crew, and that no one is really does anything notable. Like yep. they're not even really that guys. Like they're. I, like, I couldn't name them. I couldn't name yeah. them if you held a gun to my head. And like uh, you know, Rosie, I guess, is the guy who takes uh, Tyler away. And they're all, all the names are kind of like um, you know, for a '90s action movie, they're kind of uh, gender fluid. Like Rosie's the dude, Tyler's the chick. Like. Which is great. Maybe it's super progressive, but like, and just talking about them, it sounds a little confusing. Um, but, but my answer for this, and I, I think it's your answer, is Pappas. Pappas is yeah, the one here. It's, like, it's, it's, it's Busey. It's Busey, 100%. Like, him running across the Pacific Coast Highway to like try to break up the fight, and then him seeing Bodie in Utah and pretending that like he was looking for whatever, his kid or a dog or something like that. That's a great fucking scene. Pappas, low key, great cop. Great cop, you know, been, cop. been at it for a long time, but like, not like, in, he's not bitter and jaded in a way where he's like, I want to screw you, screw this up, Utah. I just, I'm kind of over it. I've, I've seen it all, kind of. Yeah, he's, he's gotten to the point where he's smoking a cigar in the hallway of the office. <laughs> well, that was the 90s. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Uh, is there a big chill in this for you? So I kind of think Utah and Bodie's last interaction on the beach in Australia is kind of a big chill moment, just like, I know that I, I wish it had been set up differently. I wish we hadn't seen Utah walking down the boardwalk to the beach and seeing a lone figure standing out there. I wish we saw the lone figure first and we were and like, wow, the mask throw. and then the mask. And then it's like, I've traveled all this way. And like, clearly time has gone by. Maybe Tianu has a beard. You're like, holy shit. How long has it been? It's kind of ambiguous. 
But like the fact that he, you know, he does the whole thing, you know, but every city Mexico, like how long has this taken? You said nine months. Like it's, I would have liked to, I would have liked it to be more of a surprise than like what I expected to be, but still a very chilling moment, giving him that wave, walking off the beach. That was dope. Yeah. Because you know, when he's walking down and you see all the people leaving and there's, they play the news from like the weather report and stuff like that. And you'd be like, Oh, you know, you, we know what this is. We know sure. it's that storm. And I will see it is, it is kind of a chill moment when you see the lone figure standing, looking at the water and you're like, there's, there's a guy when he's like, you know, special agent Utah. I, I, I don't know. I go back and forth on this. If I would have rather them not do the fight in the handcuff thing, yeah. instead of him just like if him just saying like listen man time to like time yeah. to go there's you know we got sharpshooters on the cliffs like yeah. you know you know it's time to go and he's just like you know just let you know let, let, let me, me grab that wave come on yeah. look at it that it, you know we're not screenwriters here but like I, I completely agree with you kyle it would have made for a little bit more of a poignant moment than it is a little messy but it still gave me the chills when he's just kind of shows up and he's there that was, that was yeah. really cool I kinda, it, it's a it's a great great set piece for the for the end of the movie Totally. Um, especially because I, I think looking at it closely, it does look like you see him basically wipe out and get swallowed by that mm-hmm. wave. Mm-hmm. So, um, which like you wait, you know, you wait your entire life for that storm and like first wave, you're you're fucking you eat dead. shit. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like oh maybe maybe Buddy wasn't that good. Not to um, shout out hundred foot wave again, but there was some gnarly footage of people wiping out and like being carted like being dragged out of the ocean and it's like Holy i was gonna shit, say these... like with that though they i would assume that they have like someone is on standby ready to scoop these people but like you're still on out in the middle of like an ocean cove with like like it, it takes like a jet ski to get out to you they drape you over the back of the jet ski and then it's really hard to you can't just skid up onto the beach because of how big the surf is so that's it, it's gnarly couple times it's just like a body bobbing up and down no one dies in the show not to spoil it but like some pretty gnarly injuries which uh, i i again. appreciate the the warning on no one dying that's <laughs> that'll that'll help me watch it watch yeah, it yeah, yeah, more yeah. comfortably 100%. Um, unfortunately before more restore has been ruined for us because one of the worst remakes of all time yeah. was created for for this movie and unfortunately you still kept the name before more or restore which i think i texted to you five seconds after you asked me what you should call this and it was like just oh, try this i'm i wish you i really wish you'd come up with a better name this is terrible there's, there's <laughs> nothing better there's nothing better before more restore the thing is like okay so patrick swayze's obviously dead but like fast yeah. and the furious spawned all these sequels and like yeah. there's you secretly hope that Bodie could have survived that. Like as a viewer, even though he, even though he murdered that cop in cold blood, you kind of root for him. You would love to have seen again, if they would have come out with point break two right after speed, that movie yeah. would have been huge. And it's like, yeah, Bodie, you know, survived like he hid on a rock for a while. Like he figured it out. No, or he goes to prison and gets out and breaks out that old thing or has to get out because he needs, Utah needs his help for something. You know, there's a million. Uh, that's ways one of my favorite. Like that, that gets me. Got to get the person out of prison to help him solve this crime. That is, a, that gets my money every single time. Does and then at the end of Point Break Two, like he's helped Utah solve some crime, and he's like, Utah, I gotta go. And then he takes off, and then it becomes the whole same kind of chase cat and mouse game. Yeah, I, I, I would want to see that sequel. I wish they had greenlit it. And apparently, there were talks, but even a remake. Like a remake now, if both actors are still alive, like a 2015 remake with maybe their like an older generation, like mentoring a younger generation, I could stomach it or I would at least see it. But I'm ripping off uh, a famous stand-up comedian who I know named uh, Matt Fulcheron. 
I'm not watching anything that doesn't have Patrick Swayze. No Swayze, no Wazy. <laughs> that's that's a great one to end it on. <laughs> JR, thank you so much, as always, for turning to Big Street Sports. Tell the folks again, where can they find That's a Nice Touch? At That's a Nice Touch on TikTok, at now that's a nice touch on Instagram. Some woman has that's a nice touch. And you can follow me at JR. We'll do it on Instagram and Twitter. Kyle, always a pleasure. Great seeing you this past weekend and uh, happy holidays to you and your listeners. Absolutely, man. And a Merry Christmas to you, your lovely wife. Merry Christmas to all the listeners. This is, I believe, our last episode before the Christmas holiday. If you enjoy this one, subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Rate, leave a review. You folks know the drill. We'll see you after Christmas. JR, via con Dios. I was going to say it. Nice, <laughs> nice one. Nice one. Take it easy. Later. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.